Did you know that leotard and cardigan were men before they were items of clothing? Or that denim is actually named after the city of Nîmes in France? Jeans after Genoa, Italy? This is April Callahan And Cassidy Zachary. And we're fashion historians and the hosts of Dressed, the History of Fashion, a new podcast where we explore the who, what, when of why we wear. This is a podcast about more than just pretty clothes. The way in which we dress our bodies can be used to express gender identity, politics, and even our national origins. Each week, we delve into the rich cultural and social history behind clothing, exploring the themes and stories that speak to the very heart of who we are. For instance, did you know that men wore high heels before women? Or that during the Middle Ages, everyone wore dresses? So in addition to these fun facts, we are going to meet the fashion makers. And one of the great things about London at the time was that we were all able to have a separate personality and still get attention, which is just very exciting. And uh, it's almost hard to explain to people when you're in that sort of total zeitgeist place in which things work out exactly the way you might think. I mean, I think it kind of spoils you for life, for the rest of life, because <laughs> it's very hard to do that again. I mean, to have something that you think of something one day and the next day it's important. That, that's extraordinary. And the whole of the 60s was a bit like that, you know. We will investigate the origin stories of famous names you may already know. For instance, did you know that Louis Vuitton was a country boy who began his career making boxes in 19th century France? Louis' packing experience inspired him to make some pretty major innovations that ultimately lead to what has been called the birth of the modern luggage industry. In addition to custom boxes and packing services, Louis Vuitton begins making and selling trunks of exceptional quality. We will talk about legendary designers. Like, what exactly is the story behind that famous Chanel logo? So, Cass, you've already offered up one of the origin stories about the mirrored interlocking C's of the Chanel logo, that the two C's were meant to be a symbolic testament to the love affair between Chanel and Boy Capel, who died a tragic death. There are others, though. Quite a few, actually. And what was so controversial about a biker jacket that Yves Saint Laurent made? Or did you know that Cristobal Balenciaga fled fascist Spain only to end up in Paris on the eve of the Nazi occupation? That guy could not catch a break. No, he could not. <laughs> we will also highlight lesser known people whose legacies are alive in the history of clothing we all wear today. Why was the FBI investigating the fashion designer Elizabeth Hawes? The FBI had created a theoretical arc villain out of Hawes when they confused her and another Elizabeth Hawes who had also graduated from Vassar four years after her. Elizabeth Day Hawes, who went on to become a union organizer in the Deep South's textile mills, leading strikes and engaging in general rabble-rousing. Both Hawes held leftist views, but Day Hawes, her activities included encouraging active physical resistance, while our Hawes wielded the pin as her weapon in the battle for social change. And then there's the truly inspiring story of another Elizabeth, Elizabeth Keckley, who began her life as an enslaved woman, bought her freedom, and went on to become the most famous dressmaker in Washington, D.C. during the Civil War era. Called Lizzie by all who knew her, she was equal parts fearless, determined, and exceptionally talented. She used her mastery of garment construction to buy her and her son's freedom in the antebellum self before moving to the nation's capital. And it was here that she became the premier dressmaker. Among her clients were both the future First Lady of the Confederacy, Verena Davis, and the First Lady of the United States, Mary Todd Lincoln. These stories are just the tip of the iceberg. We'll talk about the symbolism of color. Red, white, pink, and black. They all mean different things to different cultures. 
What does the color purple have to do with malaria? I'm not exactly sure, April, but what the heck is a cage crinoline? Or hobble garters, for that matter. And speaking of women's undergarments, when did women stop wearing corsets? We'll speak to experts in the field of fashion history about their latest books and research, and what about those upcoming fashion exhibitions all over the world? Frida Kahlo's wardrobe is about to be on display at the Victorian Albert Museum in London. And what does the Vatican have to do with the upcoming fashion exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York? We will cover all of this and more, so tune in every Tuesday starting February 27th. Because with over 7 billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed.